Hello and welcome again to Just Plain Sense, the Equality and Diversity Podcast. Hello again, I'm Christine Burns. My guest today is passionate for everyone to recognise the place of women in technology and wants to highlight role models that can break down damaging stereotypes. Sue Charman Anderson, an expert in so-called social software, launched her awareness campaign in the first week of January and named it after a woman whose role in technology is not widely known, Ada Lovelace. Her campaign objective was to get 1,000 people to commit to writing a blog about a woman in technology who has inspired them. Such is her expertise in social networks that she met and exceeded that objective in just over a week and the numbers continue to rise. Sue is on the line to me now. Hello and welcome to Just Plain Sense, Sue. First of all, who was Ada Lovelace? Um, Well, Ada Lovelace was actually the daughter of um, Lord Byron uh, and his wife, Annabella. Um, Augusta Ada Byron, but um, she's mainly known as Ada Lovelace, and she was the world's first computer programmer. So, So what's your campaign about? Um, So the the campaign is basically um, to raise awareness of women in technology. Um, It's quite simple. We're just calling for people to um, write a blog post uh, about a woman that they admire in in technology um, on the 24th of March. And it can be anybody that the blogger wants. Uh, It can be someone who's influence them, maybe someone who's mentored them or uh, been an inspiration to them. Um, It doesn't have to be someone famous. It can be someone that you know personally. It can be someone that you work with. But really just the idea is to draw attention to women who are um, excelling in some way. And and that's not necessarily talking about, you know, mad ninja uh, programming skills. Because uh, there's so much more to technology than just development. But, you know, women who have achieved something that you admire. Do you, do you think there's a, there's a real need for that? Are, are women largely under, undervalued and uh, underappreciated in technology? Yeah, I think they are. I think that um, we, go to, we have lots of uh, technology conferences, for example, but you, you don't see an equal number of men or women um, women up on stage actually speaking at these events. And sometimes it's not even about equal numbers, but you know, there are several events over the last few years where there have been no women speakers at all. Um, and I think when we think about technologists, we often think of men. The main role models um, in this area are men. And, and this is despite the fact that there are lots of women who have achieved huge amounts in technology. But somehow, for reasons that, I think, you know, it's social, that are, are cultural maybe, you know, we tend to ignore them and, and, and our attentions are focused on, on the men in, in the field. I, I read somewhere once that back in the days when, when computers, electronic computers were very new, uh, programming was regarded as something that women would do and then, and then people started to realising actually how important it was and suddenly it became a men's pursuit. Um, well, certainly uh, when you look at Ada Lovelace's the first woman uh, programmer, and in fact, the first programmer. I mean, she was writing programs, uh, manipulating symbols, basically, for Charles Babbage's uh, analytical engine, even though it was never actually built. So, um, yeah, I think that's actually quite a feat to be writing programs for a machine that you can't physically experiment with. 
Um, and in the early days of programming, certainly um, women played a role. But I think what's a shame is that the women programmers did get overshadowed by their uh, male counterparts. And quite often when you look at uh, photography from the era, you'll see these you know, huge machines that are the size of a room with a, a sort of woman looking quite dainty, maybe sort of holding a punch card or a bit of ticker tape. And you know, the implication in, in this imagery is that um, women were sort of like technicians rather than creative programmers. Um, and, and certainly, you know, that wasn't the case. I, I re recently met someone who programmed on um, one of the old Pegasus um, computers, basically a, a valve-driven computer. And that idea that all women could do would be to you know, look after the punch cards, I think, is, is the image that has lasted. And we've kind of forgotten about the women who were pioneers in the field of computer programming. Mm, some, somebody once described this as a leaky pipeline, that it starts off in school with relative equality, and then as each stage goes by, people go into senior school and make their university choices and then go into work, that at each stage more and more women seem to be excluded. Yeah, I think excluded, but also made to feel um, undervalued, you know, made to feel unwelcome or made to feel that you know, this isn't quite for them. It's not always a, a, an act of exclusion. Sometimes it's, it's much more, I think a lot of the time it's much more mm. subtle than that. And, and when you look at the way that men and women react to role models, there was um, some research done recently that showed that women need female role models much more than men need male role models. So when you look at the tech scene and, and that there's a, this huge absence of women role models, it's no surprise that women kind of feel, well, where, where do I go? You know, what future is there for me? I can't see any other women um, that I can look up to. Uh, all I ever see are men, all I see on stage are men, all I see in the news is men. Um, so there's clearly nowhere for me to go. And then they drop out and they go and do something else. Um, I think the other factor is that um, when women do take a career break to have a family, if they want to go back into technology, um, they often feel that they no longer have enough skills mm. and that that creates a huge barrier to reentry for them, that uh, there aren't willing employers who, who will uh, say, okay, well, you, know, you clearly have the skills um, before you took your break. Let's get you back up to speed and let's get going. It's just and, like and, riding a bike, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think this is, you know, if you are out of something for long enough, you know, your confidence does dip. And there's very little encouragement for women to get back on the horse and, and get back into technology. And it seems, you know, uh, that's one route where we lose a lot of women unnecessarily. And I don't see any reason why a lot of these things, um, you know, particularly in technology, um, a lot of jobs are ideal for remote working. So, so there's lots of opportunity to actually engage women through the um, family process, through that whole period when they are looking after their small children um, through remote working part-time or, or job sharing or something like that. So there's so much more flexibility that there could be in technology that I'm not hearing about, I'm not seeing this happen. So to come back to your campaign, which, which day is it that you want people to blog? Uh, it's the 24th of March and it's any time of day anywhere around the world. So um, it's any time in your own time zone. And, and supposing that listeners haven't already got a blog? 
Well, it's not just about blogging. Um, you could do a small video, post it on YouTube. Um, you could start a new blog if that's what you wanted to. You could do something on Facebook. Um, you could do something on Twitter. Uh, yeah, any medium you like. It's really down to what the individual feels comfortable with. Um, personally, I think it's a great excuse to start a blog and, and start experimenting with what um, blogging can do for you. But you know, it's really about getting people talking about women all on the same day so that we cause you know, a nice big splash and, and get lots of attention for uh, the various women in, in the field. And can, can men take part as well? Oh, of course, yes. Open to all. And um, we actually got some, uh, uh, quite a few men already signed up to the pledge. Um, the pledge is at uh, www.pledgebank.com slash Ada Lovelace Day. And uh, even though we've met our target, I would still like people to sign up because um, it's the pledge numbers that are going to tell us, you know, how many people have signed up and, and uh, how many people are committed to uh, talking about a woman in tech on the 24th of March. What else can people do to support your campaign? Uh, basically tell everybody about it. Um, you know, blog about the pledge and uh, encourage your friends to sign up. Um, maybe if you want to hold a, a local event, maybe just a few lightning talks from people about women that they admire. Um, you know, even if it's just getting together down the pub and, and having a chat about stuff, you know, get together talk about these things, blog about it, you know, get that sort of, uh, get your thoughts out there. You know, this, this isn't about me trying to, to tell the world, you know, what I think. This is really about us all communicating to each other. And, and the more that we talk about these issues and the more that, you know, we talk um, openly about our experiences as women, um, I think you know, that's going to be really important because certainly the women I've spoken to, um, we tend to feel like it's just us. Mm. Um, you know, our experience of being a woman in, in a highly male-dominated field, well, you know, it's just us and we oughtn't talk about it because, um, you know, that wouldn't be the, the right thing to do. Maybe that's a British thing. Um, but I actually think, you know, the more you talk to people about your experiences, the more you talk about women that you admire, why you admire them, um, what gets you excited about technology, uh, you know, the stronger that we each feel. I think this is empowering for everyone taking part. Is this the only campaign of its kind? I don't know of um, another campaign that's uh, done a sort of Let's Blog About Women Day. Um, I, certainly there are lots of other organisations who do support and promote women in technology. Um, there's uh, Anita Borg and the British Computer Society has a, a women's group and um, Women in Technology, uh, Blog Her, uh, She's Geeky. There's all sorts of groups and um, conferences that do look at this issue um, and I think you know there's there's always just room for one more so uh. and Ada Lovelace Day is, is it going to be a one-off or are you going to try and do it again the response that I've had to it has been absolutely amazing I really didn't expect to get so many people so excited about uh, the day um, when I originally put the pledge up I thought gosh you know we've got 77 days and that's 13 people a day might not get that many people. Um, so I think there's no way I couldn't do it again. Um, it's, it's been such a, a, an amazing response that um, you know, I'm, I'm already looking forward to next year. Have you decided who you're going to blog about? Well, I, I've already said you know, I'm, I'm going to have to blog about Ada herself. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many other people I could write about, people like um, 
Stephanie Booth, uh, who's a, a friend of mine in Switzerland, who's a, a, another social media consultant and uh, also has run some conferences on uh, being freelance. Uh, she's done some fabulous work, not just in terms of her work with social media, but also her work in empowering other freelancers. Uh, people like Dana Boyd, who has taken uh, probably the most sensible and level-headed look at the role of internet in children and teenagers' lives and has produced some of the best research on that area, an area where there's you know, so much controversy and so much misinformation. So you know, there's, there's lots of other women out there that I could talk about, but um, I'm looking to uh, write about Ava and, and write about you know, what she has, has done for me without um, you know, it, all of the, the, the interest in this has been in, entirely unexpected. And um, you know, part of that is, is down to uh, her, her as a role model. You know, she's, she's been that person that um, everybody can rally around. And, and you know, that in itself is, is important. Well, your campaign's been spectacularly successful so far. So lastly, what do you think Ada Lovelace would think of all this? Oh, gosh. She was a, a very um, interesting woman. She, she was uh, well-schooled in maths, and um, she, I think, had a very strong personality, um, it would seem. I think she would probably be pleased. I hope that she would be pleased, and I hope that, um, that she would be eager to take part and that she would have someone for us who had inspired her. Sue Charman-Anderson has been talking about her Ada Lovelace Day campaign, and you can find out more about the campaign at findingada.com. And Sue, what was the address for the, the Pledge Bank? www.pledgebank.com, I think, slash Ada Lovelace Day. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Just Plain Sense, but I'll be back soon with something new to celebrate our diversity as human beings. For now, though, it's goodbye, and thank you for listening. Just Plain Sense is a Plain Sense Limited production.